All right, welcome to week four. I think we're on week four now. Week four of the Coaches Show, joined by, once again, the head coach of the Greenbacks, Brent Holting. And I would normally point to there and say Austin McNorton, but that chair is empty, so we are bringing him in remotely first time. So uh, we hope this works out well. If you're just listening and not watching, it may sound a little different. Austin is – where are you at, Austin? You in Manhattan? Manhappiness, baby. Manhappiness. So Austin is in Manhattan. But we have got him in remotely, so if you're watching, he's you still get to see his pretty face. Uh, but hey. if you listen, like I said, it may sound a little different, but hey, Pat McAfee show, like I said earlier, look out. We're starting to bring in remote guests. Oh boy. Like, we're getting this big time here. Yeah. This is just the start. Yeah. Now that we know we can go that, remote. The advertising dollars will flow in. <laughs> yeah, start, start with one. Yeah. I'm going to have a little framed $2 bill up here yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, it should be Timish Electric. <laughs> hey, speaking of Timish, we got some phone-in questions later. Oh, So boy. stay tuned. Let's All right, go. so let's get going. Uh, Halstead, big win last week, uh, 40, 40 to 7. I had to double-check yep. that. 40 to 7, big road win. What are the overall thoughts? Yeah, any, anytime you can get a road win in our league, you know, it's tough, especially, you know, I was really, really impressed with how hard Halstead played. You know, they, they played really hard, got off the ball. That that back, uh, the gear kid, number five, is a, is a good, good back. And we um, held him to first game under yeah, 100 under yards 100, this season, so props to the D. And and he had he had a lot of carries, too. I think he had 19, 20 carries. So, so no, that was good to see. Um, you know, first time playing on grass this year. Uh, and that's always a little different footing wise. We talked about that Friday night post game. Um, get getting your footing. I thought we slipped a lot. We overran some stuff where we couldn't stop as quickly as we normally could. But I thought our kids came out and played hard. And, and that that's one thing. You know, we made a lot of errors execution wise. I thought, especially going back on on film, there was no shortage of things for me to to comment on. But our kids played hard. And, and that's what I'm so proud of our kids for this year is is no matter what happens, and we talk about that, if you make a mistake, make going 100 miles an hour. And, and our kids play really hard, and, and I was proud of them. Coach, do you think a lot of that has to do um, with the fact that your kids are playing hard in some of those things, that veteran leadership, especially for your first road game of the season, that Carson and Johnny and some of these guys have kind of stepped up in some of that veteran role for this first game on the road? Yeah, I think that definitely helps. Uh, you know, we've got a veteran group. We've got a, several guys that have started and played a lot for three years. You know, a lot of these guys started as sophomores, and and some of them even got thrown in a little bit as freshmen. You know, Easton Rector started half the year as a freshman, and, and you know, Easton and Drake and 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 Johnny and Carson and Jair and those guys have have started for a long time, and so they know what it takes. You know, they they're they're veterans. I think they've been through that that road, the road games, and you know, the long trips, the Holcomb and and Hugoton mm-hmm. and that. And and I think more importantly, these kids, they know what they're about. They know the hard work they put in. And I think, you know, when you put in the sweat equity that these kids have put in, um, it means a lot to you. You know, it means a lot. And you're not just gonna go out there and go through the motions. And I, I think we've seen that this year so far. What uh you mentioned the grass and the difference in turf there, and we talked about that post game. How big how hard was that to get used to? I mean, it's almost you take it for granted now. You're like, oh, we got to play on grass. But we did see some overrun, especially on yeah. that farmer kid when he got the ball out right. wide. Cut. He mm-hmm. was quick. And a lot of times we did overrun him. Yeah. Is that something that's noticeable that your kids are saying, Man, this is this is different? Do you change cleats Wait. or equipment or anything for well, I think, I for think surfaces probably, like that? I think you probably could. I you know, I thought their grass was was definitely long. You know, we were we were kind of joking pregame. They must think we're fast because this I, grass is long. I had one of the <laughs> my GoPro that I give to the student section. Yeah. I, d- I didn't have it on my vlog, but one of the I can't remember who somebody said, "What do you think?" And one of the kids said, 
they need to mow. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, that, that was his quote. And I, and I think that's the big deal. You know, if the grass is shorter, it's, it's not a huge deal. But when the grass is really long like that, yeah, it, it's, it's just different. You know, it's just something you got to get used to. And, and I thought our, our kids handled it well. You know, I know Adrian pregame, he was really having trouble field goal kicking wise with it. Um, obviously, kickoffs wise, you know, he, he's, he's still got pretty Yeah, good that didn't there. phase him no, much there. Much. We'll, and we'll get to the extra points here in a little bit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or lack thereof. There you go. <laughs> I have an explanation. I, I know, I know, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if everybody else heard it, you know, because okay. that kind of came in between the interview yeah. and not. So <laughs> we'd like to give yourself a chance to explain, okay. you know, there what, you what the, the rationale yeah. was. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, coach, you kind of talked about the, the veterans for that first road game and, and playing on the grass and some of that experience, but Max Uni was really kind of the star um, in, in that first half, especially with those three touchdowns. Talk about what a breakout game that was for him. Four, four right? Four. Yeah. Yeah. Max is a kid. We talked about, we knew we needed to get Max going. You know, he had that long touchdown passing, uh, uh, receiving touchdown against Larned, but other than that, we hadn't really got Max going like we we probably should have or, or need to because Max is, is a pretty potent weapon. You know, I think he he was second on on the team last year in rushing yards as a sophomore. And and what I've been really proud of Max's progression is is how hard he's running. You know, um, the the fourth and two run there where where you know he lowered his shoulders and and he laid the boom on somebody because he was going to go get the first down. That was a big and play. Big play. And 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 not just got the first down. He got about four or five extra yards. Um, and I think that's where you're seeing um, you know, the maturity of Max as a runner is is he's always been really patient and and sometimes last year he was a little too patient um with 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 the teams that really pursued and and this year Max is getting better and better every week of running behind his pads, understanding when when there may not be as big of a hole there. I, I'm I'm big strong, powerful kid, and I'm going to lower my shoulders. I'm going to take what the defense gives me, whether it's two yards, three yards, or sometimes like that, pushing the pile five, six, seven, and put us in position to, to be in a good down and distance the next play. So I, I was really proud of him. I thought, I thought he ran really well. Um, you know, obviously I thought there were some great blocks. You know, Carson threw a couple great, great blocks on that big, long touchdown run of his, um, getting out front. He, he, he blocked not just one but two people. It all goes hand in hand, but he, he's definitely doing a good job, and, and it was good to see it pay off. I think we mentioned that on the broadcast, Austin, on Max's. Was that his second or third, that yeah. big long one? Yeah, second one. He wouldn't yeah. have got that if Carson wouldn't have had that block right. at about yeah. the 10-yard right. 10, 15 yard line. That was a great downfield block yeah. by by Carson. But I've said that too. Max's running style, I always call or you know, compare him to Le'Veon Bell. Like, yeah. you know, like it, it's just that wait, 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 see where the hole is. Now, sometimes, sometimes that's a detriment. But Max he has will, such patience where he, he, he can sit there and, you know, he, he rides that hand on the back yeah. of whoever that lead blocker is, and he, and he does it so well. It's, it's just kind of wait, bounce, 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 mm -hmm. and then strike. He, he does it and, really well. Oh, he's, he's great at it. And, and when there's an opening, he does a great job, you know, and the big thing we've worked on is against the, the really good teams, the teams that really pursue is sometimes you just have to make one cut and go. Sometimes that nothing's ever going to open and – and, and he's getting better at reading that. You know, and if you know Max, uh, God love him, he never does anything conventionally. Everything is unconventional <laughs> with Max Uni. Um, but but he he does. He's a, he's a great, great patient runner. He has really good vision. And, you know, and then I think he's getting better this year of combining that with that vision of, hey, there's my hole I'm going to go now, or, hey, there's not much here. I'm just going to go get what I can and not bounce and keep stringing it. Go get what I can, put us in a better down distance in the, in the next uh, play and and – 
then some good things can happen from there. Well, probably a little bit of that probably too, though, is just the confidence from a sophomore to a junior sure. where he's a little more confident to go with that power, you know, to, to opt and into bigger. power earlier. Sure. You know, when you're a sophomore running the ball and it's like, you know, patience mm. almost is you fall, you know, it's kind of like patience, just lateral, get lateral. Right. You know, now that he's a little more older, go, you know, it's, it's easier to say, All right, I don't, I'm not afraid to tuck my head and, and blast, you know, like on that fourth and two, put my head down For and go. Sure. For sure. No, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I think that confidence comes from the weight room. Confidence comes from being older, um, from from having been there and, and having done it. So, yeah, I, I think I think that all goes hand in hand. And I think that's all of our kids. Is that something that you teach from your running backs um, with this unique offense? Can you kind of explain that a little bit to those who might not understand this offense fully? Is is that something you teach these running backs, these people carrying the ball? Because we've seen signs of it from Keyrell, Grayson Mandel at times, and then, of course, Max and, and Max and Carson carrying the ball. Is this the kind of style that you teach with this offense? Yeah, we, we work on it all the time. We work on pass, especially at the beginning of the year, and, and then I didn't think we were doing a good job even leading up to last week, so we had a session with it of uh, we work on, you know, whether it be counter, power, whatever, getting our hand on, on the, the back pad of that of that back and obviously we're smaller than most of our, our blockers so getting your hand on them and then um they're going to force the defender to go one way or the other if they attack the block right um with force like we talk about and so then cut off of that you know make the defender wrong no matter where they go and and so yeah that's something we work on a lot with that you know we work really hard on on not bouncing you know falling up the hole because bouncing is what leads to those one two uh three yard losses and those are something we can't have. We don't want to get behind the sticks. So so every once in a while defense is going to call the right defense, make a good play. You know, they're trying to make plays too. But even on those plays, we want to churn out one, two, maybe three yards, keep ourselves ahead of the stick because, you know, uh I don't know how many fourth downs we've went for fourth and two or three or less in the last two years, but it's been a lot. And and our conversion percentage um by contrast is pretty high. And so that's what we want to do and we work really hard on that. You know, I, I tease the kids in practice uh you know, I, I, and Johnny knows when I'm mad at him sometimes. I call him Jonathan. And, and I'm like, unless, <laughs> unless your name is Jonathan Martinez, you are not allowed to bounce because Johnny's lateral is movement is so quick that, and even him, I get on him for bouncing, but, but sometimes he sees something that the rest of us don't. And, and he's a lot more athletic than I am. So he makes it work for himself. Yeah. Johnny so. sometimes it's kind of like, hurry up, hurry. Yeah. yeah he's got that handle yeah. on the back, but yeah. it, you know, it's hurry up, hurry up. Yeah. I, I'm ready to cut. And, and, and it, it is. Sometimes he's, 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 guiding them downfield you know he, he'll push them pretty hard in the back downfield and like let's go I'm, I'm i'm moving so you better get moving too you know he doesn't do half speed real well yeah so uh uh no and he's done a better job of that much better job of that following it getting it and then you know and he's one of those kids when he hides behind uh you know drake or whoever's pulling that that all of a sudden he pops out of there and you can't see him and then if you're not ready he's gonna be gone yeah i'll go i'm gonna go over a couple stats from last week's game against halstead um overall stats Total plays, they outplayed us by 12, um, which I don't know if that was surprising to see kind of the way the ball, the game went. We scored a little quicker, but 46 to 54, their plays. Uh, for first downs, we led 14 to 12, and these are all from max preps. Uh, penalties was about even, same with penalty yards. Um, but then, yeah, rushing, again, Max Uni with the impressive uh, 104, nine carries, 104 yards, four touchdowns all in the first half. And then total yards, uh, 410 all-purpose yards is what I had for stats. Uh, and what I thought was impressive was 10, 10 ball carriers, if, if Max Preps had them all, um, yeah. t 10 rushing attempts, which that's, that's pretty spread out, pretty, 
you know, yeah, kind of let everybody get involved. Now, some of that second half, right. we had some different personnel in, but that's a lot of different personnel uh, carrying the ball. For sure. And, and I think that we pride ourselves on that. I don't think we have a kid. If you look at Max Preps, we don't have a kid above 30 carries yet this year. And, and uh, you know, that's great um, towards the end of the season when we can save their bodies, you know, because there's going to be games where they have a ton more carries, you know, where they have 15, 16, 17, 18 carries, um, you know, especially our main three with, with, with Carson and, and um, Max and Johnny. So I think it's good to save that pounding um, when we can. And, and, and I think it makes our offense more dangerous when you don't have someone that they can key out key in on carrying it all the time i think uh uh they can't crowd front side they can't crowd back side they can't really pick out any tendencies if we can keep spreading that ball around then they have to play a balanced defense and and for us when they can play a balanced defense then then we can dictate how many people we want to get in the, in the hole in the gap and and then have a numbers advantage there so so that's still our advantage if we can spread the ball around and and we're blessed to have a lot of guys that can make plays yeah because you look at you sorry austin you look at like a an unbalanced offense, almost like Halstead. We look going into this game that Skylar Gear had over 50 carries in the right. two, you know, he's getting 25 plus carries a game. And so going into that defensive wise, you're thinking, well, all we got to do is stop him. And we really put right. them out of, you know, out of whack with their offense and, you know, versus, you know, that many ball carriers on our end getting the ball. Yeah. It really right. spreads out the focus from a defense. Right. And there's, there's no one you can really say, Hey, we, we've definitely got to stop this guy because we have other guys that can hurt you. Yeah. And Coach, how valuable, not to jump too far ahead, because I know we'll dive into this a lot more, but how valuable will that be against a Cheney team on Friday night where they have one of the best and smartest middle linebackers in the state who you got to try and fool a time or two? Yeah, and you hope he's, you know, I think early on we want to get that. That's my job as coach, kind of figure out where he's keying, what he's keying on, what he's reading. I thought you were going to say you hope he's hurt. And but no, no, okay, we okay. never hope that. No, but no. I'm okay. Sorry, no. go ahead. Um, I think I think that's, that's uh, you know, we've got to figure out what he's reading because, yeah, he's very active and, and, you know, we've worked all week. we got to get a body on him. we got to know where he's at at all times or or he's a game plan wrecker. Um, and so I, th I think that's valuable once again, in terms of, especially this offense, there's so much going on in the backfield. Um, if there's not a guy you can you know, say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to pull the trigger on this guy, but we want to really worry about the rest because, because they can't hurt us too bad. Well, I think we've got several guys that can hurt you if you, if you don't pay attention to them. And so I think that's to our advantage because it makes it harder to key in on any one thing. Yeah. Uh, on that, before we get to Cheney, go back to that Halstead game a little bit. Um, yeah. some of the big plays, Max really led the stat line with those four touchdowns and the yardage, but some of the uh, key plays, you know, Johnny had that, that interception that Austin, I don't know. We, we, you know, were like, man, that is, he like switched into receiver mode. Yeah, he turned and one of the best, that was like a yeah. Lynn Swan type of interception. Yeah, over the and then Max, yeah, over the shoulder. Yeah. Then and then then Max goes down and scored, scores a couple plays later. A right. um, couple, couple fumbled punts by Halstead there, but then the kickoff yeah. by Johnny, um, yeah, huge and, plays. And I thought that's been huge. I mean, we've, we've been able to definitively win special teams in every game so far. And, and if you look at it, you know, with the Heston, the fumble at the beginning, um, you know, Johnny had some punt returns against Larned, obviously Adrian kick, kicking off. Uh, I think that's huge. And when we can win one third of the ball game definitively, 
you know, that puts us in a huge advantage with the other two field position wise. Obviously we've gotten some scores off special teams this year. So I, th I think anytime, anytime you can do that, it makes the game easier on your offense and defense. And I think our kids, and that's credit to them. We know we, we spend quite a bit of time on special teams and practice. Cause I think it's that important. And, and our kids have done a really great job of executing on them this year. And the turnover battle too. We've probably, yes. I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but we're probably plus every game in the turnover yes. battle, aren't we? Yeah. we we've yes. got to be winning that. There's yeah, every we've, game we've, we've had. We've only lost one fumble, and that was on the bad snap uh, this year, so we haven't lost a fumble by a ball carrier, knock on wood. Um, you know, that's something we work on a lot, and, and they know I don't really like fumbles. So Nobody um, does. And, and uh, uh, interceptions. We've been, by and large, you know, obviously we threw one on, on Friday night. Um, you know, we've thrown a couple, but but we want to try to stay away from those and, and – uh, make sure we plant our feet, make a good throw, make a good read. And so I think especially with our offense, well, the way we grind time, if we can get ahead, stay away from turnovers, makes it really hard for the other team to come back when they're down. And that's what we want to do. You know, we want to jump on them early. We want to control the way things go, control the clock, control the pace of the game, and, and then hopefully give ourselves a chance to win at the end. You talked a little bit about special teams there, and for anybody who wasn't at the game or wasn't able to watch a replay, we've got uh, Johnny's kickoff on here, so I'm going to – I'm gonna play it. I was fortunate. I, I got that one yeah. on camera you, while we were there. So I'm you don't a, have to give him a lot of no. A lot of and room. That's my question. Who is still yeah. at this point after week three? Yeah. Who is kicking the ball? Well, or throwing or throwing you know, at him? But I'm glad they do. But who's kicking at? Him? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that kickoff though for anybody watching. You I, you can't see it, but you can probably tell from the uh, yeah. yeah no, I, I remember what's it. going on here. So yeah, enjoy this kickoff, everybody. Oh, and, and a great call yeah. there by our wonderful voice of the Greenbacks, Austin McNorton, <laughs> man. Yeah, that was a good yeah, stuff. But yeah, how how impactful is that? We don't, oh, man. You know, we've talked about Adrian on our side being able to kick, but how impactful is that knowing well, you've got somebody back there like Johnny each time they decide to kick the ball to you? Well, it's huge. And you look at even, you know, Heston, I, I don't know what their net average was punting-wise, but they didn't punt very well. You know, they shanked a couple about 10, 15 yards out of bounds because – they're going in the game saying we, we do not want to kick number twenty two. But that's almost that's almost a safer it's, bet. It's just as valuable. Yeah, yeah and right, it's right. hugely valuable. And we'll see. You know, we anticipate. I, I think we'll see. You know, they did it last year even as a junior. Um, then probably try to pooch kick and do some things to keep it away from Johnny because yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I I like it when teams kick to Johnny and and we're glad when they do that. Uh, but but I don't know why they do. Um, and I don't anticipate a whole lot of teams doing it anymore at, at um, this point i don't season. i don't yeah. see um, why you would um i hope they do uh because he's one of those kids i mean he he gets a sliver and and you're gonna be in trouble you know he's pretty electric and and we got some other guys that can do that so we've been working on some things we anticipate we're probably going to get more pooch kicks more squib kicks stuff like that and and you know and hopefully when when he does get an opportunity he's going to take advantage of them and other than that hopefully um when they do stuff we we're we're prepared to take advantage of it and, and get great field position. Coach, and you, you hinted at it earlier about how you're happy that teams are throwing to him, even though you don't know why they are, because he's been so incredible um, defending the pass. But talk about your defense as a whole, because now they've won three games in three different ways. They got the shutout win over a team that they should have gotten a shutout. They've stopped an elite quarterback and then impressive wide receivers. And now they've won a game on the road, on grass, against a team who's very, very physical um, and likes to run it up, up the middle all the time. So you've won three games in three different ways. Talk about that. 
Yeah, and I think that's good, and I think it shows that your defense has a lot of competitors. Um, we have a lot of people. I think we we can play a lot of different ways. You know, um, Carson gives us a great deal of flexibility back there because because he is a great you know he does a great job at outside backer, but we can drop him and not have to change a bunch of personnel. And then same with Kirell, you know, we can bump him out. Um, we can drop him back and, and play safety. And he's just as good there. I think Carson's one of the better linebackers or safeties in the league, wherever he's at. And, you know, Jair's played a great safety. Yeah, Grayson Mandel's played fantastic. Noah Riley, when he's been given the chance. Um, so I, th I think that, that being able to mix and match and move people around, move your chess pieces on the board, so to speak, you know, and, and Carson's kind of been that, that queen on the chessboard for us. He can move anywhere. And, and so I think that gives our defense a lot of versatility, and I, I think it gives us the ability with the same personnel to stop a lot of different attacks. And I, and I think that's huge um, now and going forward because um, we can check into any defense we need to check into no matter what look we see with the personnel we have on the field instead of having to make substitutions, and that, that's pretty big. Uh, all right, before we get on to the awards from that Halstead game and move into Cheney, we've got to ask the question that I got asked a bunch all week was, why were we not kicking the extra point? We've okay. got a kicker that yes. can kick it he from is. fifty yards out, and and we were we were going for two. Now you gave yeah. me, like I said, I and I explained yeah. it to everybody the way yeah. you explained it, but to, I would like for you I mean, to explain it. Obviously, we are tough to stop from three yards out. And we we always feel good about that. But big reason was, you know, Johnny's been dealing with an ankle injury. He's our he's our snapper, and and if you've watched a, a snap, you know. He gets his legs pretty wide, and people step in. You step inside of ankles, and you try, and uh, you try to close down gaps. Well, a lot of people try to shoot that that uh, guard center gap, you know, right up the middle for four extra points. And we just didn't want to take the the risk of his ankle getting stepped on, getting getting hit. Um, you know, he's so valuable to us that uh, we thought it was probably better that we we uh, go for two because we do feel good about our odds there most of the time. And and we you know we we were only two points short if you look at the the way it would work out, and, and we thought there was twice we definitively got in and didn't get did count, so it should have been too. ahead. Um, but but that was a big reason why we didn't we wanted to keep him away from injury. Yeah, it, it made total sense once you Absolutely. explained it. We just at in the moment we're like, what is going on? We've yeah. got one of the best kickers in the yeah. state, yeah. and we're not kicking the ball. Yeah, <laughs> uh, these, the head coach isn't very smart either. So well, so. I mean, we won't say that yeah. on air. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. Right, let's uh, let's uh, wrap up some rewards from that Halstead game. Hit stick, player of the game, uh, oh, practice player, I, I, all that. We'll see if we'll sure. see how well me and Austin did. Um, see how you did? Yeah, yeah. you know we well, were pre we're pretty. I think we were like six for seven, you know, or five for six okay. so far this year, practice, or more than that. Practice player of the week was Barrett Bowen. Oh, what what? He, uh, expound you know, on that a little Barrett, bit. Barrett does a great job. I mean, there, there's several kids we could give it to, and we we that was actually probably that was really tightly contested. In, in terms of uh, who to give that to, because we have some kids that are doing a great job over there. But Barrett consistently gets in. He gives us a good look. He plays really, really hard um, all the time. You know, he just gives us great effort. So uh, proud of him and how he's doing. So he was the he was the scout team player of the week. Um, you know, that that hit stick of the week, it has evolved into, I mean, that, that was fierce competition. Now, there was some complaining in the halls about that. Really not anything else, but – Complaining in the halls about that one. About uh, who won it? Because we gave it to who? Max Uni for his for his hit on that kid, and they're like, you "Offensive, I, offensive." We, that, we called it too. Um, that, yeah, we called uh, it. That's what we said. Yeah, Max yeah. hammered that kid. Oh, he did. Um, yeah, so did. That, that, that hit stick. If you've never seen, I should probably bring. No, one yeah, in you some need week. to bring one in. Um, 
you know, Mr. Rector does a great job making them office. Like I said, they put the name date and and kids, they they really want that hit stick. You know, that's well, that's rightfully a so. Thing. Yeah, only, we only give out one a week. I said we're not giving out more. You know, they've asked, well, I got a good hit too. We're only giving out one a week. That's a, it's a status thing. It's a special thing. So Maxine got that, and and with that, um, obviously Johnny. You know, Adrian does a great job every week. In anytime you can get a ninety plus yard kickoff return. You know, and I and I think and um, open same, half same, right, and the same with the well, impact Adrian has on starting with the twenty. Johnny has such an impact every time, even if he doesn't touch the ball, he has a huge impact on special teams because because I guarantee you they're thinking about him and they're telling him do not kick it to him. You know, and I and if I had to guess, I would bet Halstead said they came over and said why did you kick to him? You know, um, so uh, Johnny got special teams player of the week, and then and then. Um, uh, the the player of the week, you know, we could have went several different ways. Obviously, Max had, you know, four touchdowns. He ran great offensively. You know, we teased him. We said, you know, you can run great offensively and then also, you know, play play great defensively in the same game. So so we challenged him for that this week. No, Max played great. He got the hit of the week. Uh, but I thought Jared Johnson was phenomenal um, defensively. I mean, Ooh. he came up and, and made a ton of tackles. Um, and, and he didn't just make them. You know, it's a difference if open field he's making tackles. Them, he it, made a lot of open it, field tackles. Eight yards, yeah. he was making them at the line of scrimmage. You know, and reading and and Jair is, is great back there at diagnosing. And when and when Jair reads it, he's not. You know, there's a lot of times we see kids on film say, "Hey, we want to make that safety make tackles. They don't want to get in on the play. They want to go defend a pass." Not Jair. You know, when he, when he comes up, he flies up. You know, he and he had a huge. You know, that first possession of the game, he caused the fumble. You know, he was the one that caused that fumble. He came flying up and. And and hit the gear kit, I think it was, and and you know Brock recovered it, but I thought Jared was super impactful because not only did he do that, he had several, you know, he had a great catch pass uh, on the sidelines on third and long, and then he also had the what fifty yard or whatever we got tackled at the one. He was very happy about that. Uh, so so Jared makes a ton of those plays, and and I thought he deserved the the player of the week this week. Oh, that's great. Well, we did we, we did pretty good there, three, Austin. Man. Yeah, Thanks went two for three. three. Yeah. Do you think sometimes you mentioned Johnny again? Do you think sometimes uh, I always remember uh, Tony Dungy when they played the Bears in the Super Bowl saying we are not all week. He said we are not Don't kicking the ball to Devin Hester. Hester. We are not going to do it. We are not going to do it. And he said, "Come day game of the day of the game in the locker room." He said, "You know what? We're not going to let him dictate what we do." And, and so we decided to kick. The and he returned it. The, right. Do you think some well, coaches' hubris or just their confidence? Oh, I think. Do you so. think there's some arrogance I, in that I, sometimes? I, where it's I, just like, you know what? He's good, but. We've been working on this. He's not that good. Let's test him out. And then there goes Johnny. You know, and and it's always hard when you're dealing with high school because they're going to say, I'm not scared of that kid. I'm not scared. Heck, and, you know, and, and we've been making a joke so you guys can debate about this sometime off the air. Um, we had a big discussion between the teachers and players today with Noah Riley and Jared and them, and they were they were trying to say that they would at least score a point on an NBA team in a game. And, <laughs> they and were telling me that. And, yeah, and we were like, I don't think you understand how athletic. Right. Like, please score a point. I'm like, I don't know if you get the ball inbounds with those guys. No, no offense yeah. to you guys. Ryan was are, telling me about are, that when she yeah. got home tonight. Yeah, so that was the big discussion at school today, but, which is, I mean, you know, sometimes uh, the confidence is a great thing. And and I think every team has confidence. Like, well, we can tackle him. He's not that rip, that big. He's not that. And then all of a sudden you get on the field and you're like, my God, that kid makes a lot of plays. You know, and, and so I think it's right. some of that probably. And then I think it's some of, you know, not every team has the luxury of having a kicker that can put the ball where they want it. And and, and that's a big deal. And so I know, I mean, there's been years where we've had that. We've said, don't whatever you do, don't kick. To, I'll never forget when I was at Chanute as a defensive coordinator, um, 
probably one of the toughest losses of my career. We lost 26 to 21 to Pittsburgh and, and allowed uh, 70 yards of total offense when they had Alex Barnes, who, you know, was all big 12 at K state. And, yeah. uh, uh, he returned, uh, two kickoffs for touchdowns and, and, uh, a third one after a safety that they got. Cause we snapped the ball about 25 yards over our quarterback's head. Um, the, they returned it all the way and they actually lost seven yards on the drive and kicked the field goal. So 19 of their 26 points were, were on, uh, kickoff returns basically wow. and 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 we lost the game and completely dominated every facet of the game we held him to like you know 42 yards on 31 carries or something like that um thought our defense played really well and and i was a d coordinator at the time and man that was a tough loss but it goes to show you what special teams do and and we told our kicker all week whatever you do don't kick to him but unfortunately you know he didn't mean to but he kicked to him and and i think that happens a lot and and that's why johnny's such a threat back there and and, and that's why we're so lucky to have him yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on to Cheney. Um, kind of to, to get it going. I talked to you a little bit this weekend about, you know, I, I was watching you watch film a little bit. We were out and about and you were breaking down film. And I kind of asked you, like, you know, where do you start when you have a big matchup or any matchup coming into this? You know, do, do you start from the macro and kind of, you know, yeah. say, all right, I'm going to watch their first three games of the season and then kind of highlight a couple plays that I want to go back to? Do you watch last year's game film, you know, Pratt Cheney? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, where do you start when you start that? All right, we got a big matchup versus Cheney. Um, they do a lot of things. It's going to be a tough game. Yeah, where's that process for you where you uh, say, all right, I got to sit down. I'm going to start watching film on Friday night probably for you yeah. into Saturday, into Sunday. But, you know, where does it go from kind of level to level to where you then kind of can break it out into a plan? I, I think first thing we do is, you know, we'll go back and watch our, our film because most importantly, we got to fix what we do wrong. Um, and, and try to clean up, us up because that's what ultimately we can control the most is what we do. So I think that's the first thing. We'll comment on that, get that out um, as early as we can. And then and then the next thing, yeah, well, I, I, this is me. I take a macro view. I want to just overall watch it and kind of get an idea and, and try to take my notes, get an idea of, of, you know, offensively, what formations they like, what do they like to do defensively, um, just overall, what are they running? Um, who are the players that just keep the first time I watch it, who flashes on tape to me, who's the kid that I say, I just keep drawing my eyes to me, man, that kid's making plays. That kid's always around the ball. That kid's doing that, man. We can't throw at that kid. Uh, this kid's collapsing the pocket every time. So I think then you, you notice it and, you know, take notes, you write those numbers down. And then I think my second time through, we start seeing, you know, um, second, third, fourth time through really start dialing in on, you know, what do they run on third and long? What do they like to do? Do they like to play line games? Do they like to blitz? Um, do they like to sit back in coverage? What coverage are they running? Um, what coverage are they running on first, second down? What coverage are they running on third down? Are they, are they all running the same? Um, um, how, do, how, do, how do they deal with certain routes? What are their feet? So all of those specifics, you know, what routes are going to hurt them? What did they have trouble dealing with? Uh, where are their eyes at, if we can tell that from the film? You know, what are they reading with other teams? Um, technique they're in, front. I think all of those things, I could go on and on. Um, I think then, then you really start diving and that's the fun part is the, the dive into, Hey, Hey, this is, this is a definite tendency. Hey, we got this. So we know they're going to do this. And so then we can counteract it with something that we do. Um, you know, and then, and then I think part of it too, I always try to go back sometime during the week and self scout us. What am I doing? You know? Right. If you were playing against right. you, what right. would you uh, see? What, what do I see that I'm doing on third downs? What am I doing on, on first, second down? And, and then always try to come, come in mind with some tendency breakers, like, I want to show not that, you know, if, I, if I've got some definite, clearly defined tendencies that I'm doing as a coach, then, then I want to do some stuff to break those up. 
Is is uh, is film like against Douglas or Kingman? Is that more valuable versus film versus the Pratt Cheney game last year? Like which which is more of a true kind of account of what you're going to see? I think the Pratt Cheney game last year really you can't look at personnel because it's, it's different, right? But, but more I, but scheme. I think what you can look and, at is scheme, and and obviously you know their their scheme was pretty good against us last year. Now I think they had some unique guys that were able to execute what they did last year, um, and. And it remains to be seen, you know, in a, in a game like that, if they have those guys this year or not. And 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 they have some very talented kids. But I, I think you look at that, what did they do? What did they do to give us trouble? And then and then you try to they had some big you know, in come up with, and yeah, yeah. The, and, and and the number one kid, the both kid that we talked about at middle backer, he he did a great, great job of jamming the edge. Um, so what are what are we our answers for that? How do how do we counteract what they were doing? And so I think you come up with answers for that, some contingency plans. If they do that again, it's giving us trouble. This is our answer. This is what we do. This is how we block it. This is how we attack it. This is what we call. Um, if they're giving us that same look. And then and then I think you judge this year's personnel of what did they do well on defense? You know, we have to prepare to stop that offensively. And then same offensively, what is their identity this year? What are they hanging their hat on? What do they do really well? And I think – um, defensively, we always want to stop what they do really well. You know, we always say, if if they can beat us doing their their second, third, fourth option stuff, then then they may be better than us. And and tip your cap to them. But we want to stop what they do well and make them get out of their comfort zone and make them do something different than they normally do to beat us. And then offensively, we want to figure out creative ways to do what we do well, um, no matter what they do against us defensively. What look did they give us, and then how can I tweak that slightly, and how can I do some stuff off of it, play action, whatever, to make them think and back them off, and so that way we can do our stuff. And, Coach, piggybacking off of that, what are some of the challenges with seeing a team in back-to-back years from a film standpoint with a team? And this can be said about any team, but especially this Cheney team who, like you mentioned, their personnel is completely different after their superstar quarterback is now gone. Um, or, you know, this Jackson both kid, he's matured since last year and has gotten a lot stronger and faster. What are some of the challenges with that at the high school level where you see a team back-to-back years, but the teams are completely different at times like this year? Yeah, I think I think it's more challenging early in the season. I think the the later you get, you kind of get a sense of their identity. Every team has mm-hmm. an identity. Every team has something they hang their hat on. And and like I said, we we you know when you get three films on them, like we have, uh, you you start to get an idea of of what they hang their hat on, what they do well, what do they go to when it's third and ten, what do they go to when it's third and two. Um, what do they like to do on first downs before the 50? What do they like to do on first downs on, on your side of the field? Uh, I think you start getting an idea now. Obviously, every, every coach, and, and Coach Weirman's a good coach, um, is, is going to do the same thing and, and try to break some of those tendencies. But, but then again, we're all creatures of habit, and we all have our comfort zones. Like, man, we run this really well. You know, for us, it's power. We, we want to be able to, to hang our hat on power and say no matter what they're, they're giving us as a front, we can run it because we're going to get hats in the hole. We have different calls for it. Um, the way we block the scheme, but overall it's the same scheme and we want to get downhill. We want to establish ourselves. That's what we want to be able to run no matter what front we're facing. And, and they have similar type type plays and formations and things that they're comfortable with. So I think every, every game, that's what's so fun is a chess match and, and you try to figure out how you can do that and then put your kids in the best chance to succeed and then hopefully go do it on Friday nights. How, how excited are the kids for this game? I mean, this is kind of the, that one mid, you know, mid season game that, we're three and zero going into this one. Um, if we can come away with the win on this, you know, good things look like they could happen. We still got some tough road games and some home games, but uh, this is kind of a benchmark 
sure. of the season. You know, what what's the kids' mindset been this week? Well, it's been a benchmark for us the last two. Yeah, yeah, district play. Last two years, I mean, it's a huge game. You know, we've talked about we really want a week nine home game, you know. And to do that, you got to get first or second in your district. And and uh, so so this is a huge game for us. And, and Cheney's kind of been the titan for us the last two years. I mean, they're the team that's that's kind of humbled us. You know, we were 4-0 when we played them last year, and they beat us. And then and then they whipped us pretty good two years ago. Um, so so I think it's a benchmark game for us. I mean, Cheney's a, a good program, an established program, one of the top programs in the state. And so, man, if you can't get your juices flowing and get excited to play in a game like this, I don't know what to tell them. Um, our, our attitude's been great this week. We had morning practice yesterday. I had afternoon practice today. Um, and, and our kids have attacked it. I think they're excited. I think uh, we got a bunch of kids that, that live for Friday nights. Um, they're ready. They they know it's going to be a big crowd. They know it's going to be a big game. And and I think our kids, um, I don't worry too much. They usually rise to that level and and play up, and, and they're going to give Cheney their best shot on Friday night. Austin, and you got Coach, anything? Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, um, looking at this team, what are some things that you've been focusing on this week in practice defensively against a, a sophomore quarterback and, and a different offense in this Cardinals team than what we saw last year? Well, I mean, they, they still sling it a lot. I mean, that quarterback can really throw. The, the sophomore kid, the Burdick kid, he, he has a great arm. Um, he has good touch, anticipation. Um, when he gets his feet set, he's a really accurate kid. I, I think the big thing with any kid, any, any whether senior or sophomore, is, is getting them uncomfortable. You know, we talked about that. Um, in week two with Heston, with the Farallas kid, is getting them off their spot, you know. And, and it's not just getting their feet off their spot. It's getting their eyes off their first read, you know. And, and when you can take their eyes off off the first read and, and get their eyes somewhere else and their focus somewhere else, when you can't sit there and throw in rhythm, it makes it harder. Because even when you snap your eyes back to someone, even if they're open, now all of a sudden your eyes, your feet, everything's got to be working in concert. Your back hip's got a point where you're throwing. And, and so we want to get them off of that as much as we can get them uncomfortable. And, and like I said, they, they run a ton of bubbles, a lot of, a lot of stuff on the perimeter, on the edge, they block really well out there. So we've worked really hard on being able to get off perimeter blocks, um, being able to diagnose that so we can get there before they start blocking us. Um, Cause they're long and athletic and, and we don't want them to lock us up. So I, I think the big thing is getting them in predictable situations where we can dictate what they do offensively. And, and, you know, when you cut down their options offensively of what they can run, you, you can then force certain stuff defensively, and, and that's what we want to try to do Friday night. Oh, I think it's going to be a heck of a game. We're all looking forward to it. Easy 45-minute drive. Pratt should have a yeah. good good crowd heading over that way. Yeah, it's going to be good weather, good weather tonight. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Now, are we are you all done with Cheney Austin? We got to – we got to get on to our. I don't know if this is a fun segment or not. I'm not sure what I'm, this has turned into. I'm, I'm, this is. I'm terrified for this segment, especially because I heard Timish's voice and then I heard rumblings at school of other stuff. So, so this is oh, the most. Nervous, this is the most nervous I get on. Are we ready to move on, Austin? I'm excited. I don't even know what's about to happen. But I'm <laughs> I don't either. Like I said, I, I'm not sure where this show I is heading you from here. Yours. No. Yes, I did. I did bet these. They're not too bad. Okay. We did uh, start kind of opening up the phone lines, oh, you know, in the boy. last week or so. Oh, and we finally got some takers. So we've got some questions oh, coming in from uh, from Greenback Nation. I don't know what we need to call the Greenback yeah, okay. fans. That's you know, good. Greenback yeah. Nation. Yeah, like Let, let's call that. But uh, the first one. Uh, now, last week, I read the one from Liggett. And I said, I'm not reading another one of those. Yeah, if you no. want to send that in, you've got to call it in because that oh, wow. that was too long. So after five attempts, he finally got it sent to me. That's, so that's our uh, his rambling nature. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait till you hear this one. Oh so, boy! This first question 
is from a concerned Greenback fan, uh, Derek Fliggett. Let's bring him up on the phone line. We'll see if we got the technical difficulties worked out here. Here we go. Hey, Cody. Thanks for having me on this show. Hey, it's working. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Hey, I've got a concern <laughs> for you guys. Uh, everybody knows Coach Strong is big into fitness and weight loss. And I heard through the grapevine that he recently purchased a laser that shrinks people as his newest diet fad, similar to the one kind of they use on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Anyways, my concern is that if he doesn't know how to properly use it, he might accidentally misfire it and shrink the Greenback football team. If for some reason uh, the Greenbacks show up to Cheney Friday night and get off the bus and they're all 18 inches tall, how do you think that game's going to turn out? Now, I'm assuming that Coach Holting's still going to be able to lead us to victory, but I think it's going to add a lot more stress to his life. My prediction is the mini Greenbacks, 18, Cheney, 12. What's your guys' thoughts? Yeah, what are you, what are your thoughts? I'd love to hear your thoughts after my, that, Brent. My thought is, now how are you, you, know how how you going to get advertisers putting that on air? That's my thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I told him, I said, if you can't figure out how to send that, then I am not reading that. I want to know where that oh even, where, where his line of thought comes from. I want to know what he does at night. I, I don't know. I don't know. But we appreciate the phone call, it would, Liggett, from a concerned Greenback fan. We, we appreciate the concern. It would concern. probably be hard to hold on to the football if we were that. that See, I don't think he took that into consideration. Even though we're 18 inches. That's impressive. Yeah. 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 So. I, yeah. That, that one's a lot. Okay. And, and next caller. And the poor, poor, poor Coach Strong just taking straight. I know. Always taking bullets from Liggett. Oh, yeah. Okay, next caller. This one, I think this one's a little better for you. Okay. We, we might actually get an answer out of it. This one, uh, Eric Timish. Here we go. Hey, guys. Eric Timish here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. This question goes out to Coach Holting. I've noticed over the past years how passionate and dedicated you are to the game of football. Can you share what drives you to be this way? Also, give some advice to the young kids just starting to play the game, or even the kids that aren't sure whether or not they should play, maybe to help them understand what makes this such a great sport. Thanks. Hey, hey that's first a great off, question. Yeah, first off, Eric, question. thank you for a great question. Okay, no, Coach, let, yeah, let's get your thoughts on that one. That's a great question. Yeah, I, Eric won, Liggett zero. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Of course. <laughs> um, I, I think, um, you know, for me, Personally, you know, I grew up in a family, you know, to be quite honest, I had an uncle who's a coach and, and he was a great coach, won several state titles uh, in, in softball. And and he would always bring us, you know, played against sports. He lived in Salina. Um, really, what we had for toys as kids was was sports equipment. I mean, that's what we had growing up. You know, I grew up on a farm and we had to, we had to work a lot. And and when we we had fun, we, we played sports. And so, you know, I was the youngest of four and and we competed in everything. You know, competition is is just became second nature. You know, we competed in every single thing we did. And and I think that that grew, you know, my dad was a big football fan. My mom loves football. And and so and then and then, you know, coming from Opie, obviously a big football tradition, uh, football was was my love early on, you know. Um, and so I think the more I got into it and, you know, when, when I graduated, you know, I actually started coaching my second year of college. So I started actually being a high school football coach when I was 19 years old. Um, and so, and then I took a year off after I graduated, I was doing corporate sales and I just, you know, I didn't have the passion or the fire there and I miss coaching. And so for me, it's just been the blessing. Um, you know, hopefully you get into it, hoping to, to change lives, hoping that, you know, if you can just impact even one kid, one kid a year, or one kid in your lifetime that, that, that maybe, you know, that, that impact 
transcends the, the game of football and, and they pass down to their kids and their kids pass down. You, you hope, you know, and I think it's for me, football is the, is the brotherhood, the life lessons. Um, you know, football special in that you work so dang hard all year round and, and you only get nine guaranteed games, you know, and that's not very many for as much as you work. If you think about how many hours we put in and that's why I think football is such a spectacle. I think that's why it's so popular um, and, and, you know, no disrespect to anything else, but I think just a, a run in football or a great year in football just galvanizes a town and, and, you know, this town, you know, it's all I hear about when I go anywhere right now. Um, and, and I think that's special for me. I've always, that's, that's always been me. I'm, I'm a perfectionist by nature. You know, I'm sure you guys tease me about that sometimes on Friday nights, you know, I'm always going to nitpick. I'm always going to, um, get better. Cause, cause you know, I always tell, I don't want to let our kids down. I want to make sure I've, I've uncovered every stone um you know and, and and turned everything over to make sure that we don't make a mistake um and and we're going to because that's human nature and i tell kids that you're gonna make a mistake all the time make it going 100 miles an hour uh giving your best effort and then sometimes good things will happen out of that um so i, th I think for me it's the brotherhood of football the family atmosphere and, and i think our kids buy into that and they do a great job with that because i think the memories you make on the bus rides in the locker rooms you know getting to know kids uh you know, getting texts from old players. Um, you know, I get, I'm, I'm so fortunate that I get I get tons of texts, you know, um, before games from a bunch of old players, whether they're players from Linden or, or Chanute or or here or wherever. Um, you know, and that's that's fun. I mean, that's that impacts, you know, the way they talk to my kids, you know, after the game. You know, my boys love to come running out there after the game and, and how awesome our kids treat them, and they get to see that. And, you know, you know if you've spent any time around my oldest son, Cannon, he is a football nut. You know, and he, he's crazy about it. And, and a lot of that is due to our kids and the interest they've taken in him and, and how much he looks up to them. And so I think if I would tell young kids, like, it, you know, it's the, the memories you make. You know, you, you, you guys graduated, you know, what, what Cody, in 2000? 2000. And, and you still talk about your high school football days. I, right? I host a podcast right. about high school football and, just but, because I like it. But other, pe <laughs> other, other people do yeah. too. You know, when you go to a class reunion, that's what you're going to be talking about. And, and I think that's so special because football is not like any other sport where you can just go, you know, you can go get a five-on-five -five game at the rec in basketball. And, and, and those are all great games. I love them all. But, but you can only strap on those pads. And you know when you take them off for the last time, it's, it, there's something final to it. And yeah, I, we've talked I, about that before, and, and, I think. Right. And I think that's why yeah. it's so special. Um, for me, I think just everything about it, uh, uh, there's a position for everybody. You, you, you can be big. And have a position. You can be small and really athletic and really aggressive. You know, you can kick really well. You can do. There's there's so many different things that you can do. I would say to young athletes, don't pigeonhole yourself and say, "Well, I'm not very big or I'm not very fast or I, I can't do this." Because also in high school football, it's force of will. If you if you want to be great, bad enough, and you go invest time in the weight room, and that's one thing I love about being in there, and and I love about this group because they have. If, you know, if you look at them with their pads on, you know, we got some kids you can look at and say, "Man, they've spent some time in the weight room." And, and I think that that makes it so special that the work you put in really comes out on Friday nights and, and there's something special playing with your friends, your best friends, your whole life. Um, and you bond a lot when you're hurting, you know, when those workouts hurt when they're tough and, and, and there's some things that are like, man, why are we doing this? Like, really, we're going to do this today in the weight room and, and on the football field, I think there's something special about that, that you can't get anywhere else. And, and that's why I would encourage young kids to play is, is that feeling that feeling of belonging of brotherhood of everyone can be a part of it. 
And then I, th- I think it's the memories you take with you and the life lessons you learn of sacrifice, commitment, selflessness, um, being a great teammate, you know, all of those things that you learn, respect for others. Uh, I think football can teach all of those things. And, and that's why I love it so much. And that's why it's such a special game to me. And, and that's why I chose to make it, you know, my livelihood. I know that was a long answer, but obviously pretty passionate about football. No, that's I, no, I was gonna, I'm going to piggyback that on just a little bit and just pick your brain here. You know, you because you always you talk a lot about, you know, um, the process is just as important as, you know, it's not, yeah. the, you know, the outcome is is one thing. But did we do it the right way? Did we, you know, and like you were talking about culture and hard work and and all that. Are you able to look at your end result? you know, as a coach and apply that to you, you know, know, your first two seasons here weren't winning seasons. Are you able to step back and be able to say, you know what, we did it the right way. We did this or anything, not just those first two seasons, but even, you know, a a loss against Cheney last year or a loss against, you know, Holcomb last year. Are you able to, you know, apply that? Like, Hey, we still, we, you know, and actually enjoy the good, the the process of all the hard work. Or are you so hard on yourself that the advice that sometimes you give and I don't always and say that, that you yeah. that you that you don't you know allow yourself to you know that same leeway of you know what we did everything the right way. We've got a great coaching staff. We've got great kids. Yeah. We've got. Are you able to enjoy that process for yourself? And and I'm getting better. Uh, I, I would tell you, and and my wife would tell you. Early on in my career, I, that was not something I was good at. It was if it was a, a loss, I brooded, I obsessed over it, and and that I still probably do, um, because because I'm one of those that like you know I, I know I'm harder on our kids and I'm demanding, but I'm harder on myself and and what could I have done better? And, and I just it eats at me all weekend. What could I have done better? Why why did we lose? What did I what did I do to cause us to lose? How can I get better? How can I get our kids in a better position to win? And and I don't know if that will ever probably stop happening. What I'm trying to get better about um, the order I get is enjoying the wins. You know, I, I told our kids on Friday night, I didn't think, you know, right after the game, I said, I, I don't know if it was our cleanest game, our best game, but gosh dang it, we work really hard to enjoy wins because they're hard to do. Half the teams in the state lose every week and you're 3-0. and So enjoy this thing. Enjoy it tonight. Work and, and that's something I wouldn't have said probably even five years ago as a coach. And, and uh, you know, um, I'm really trying as I get older to – appreciate that because I know I tell kids that and I know I tell kids that it's fleeting and it goes fast and it does and you know I had a kid I was lucky enough my very first year of coaching at Chanute back in 2005 a, a kid stopped by last Thursday um, he was he was going through Great Bend and he he made a special trip down to Pratt to see me a kid that was on that team and and got to talk to him for a while and I think you know and he's one of my best friends and and uh, you know after he graduated he asked me to be in his wedding and and uh, um, you know that stuff's special that stuff's special. I, I think that uh, that that's the, the things you carry with you. And the, the older I get, probably the more sentimental you get. You realize, you know, it's not just about wins and losses. You know, yeah, it's great to win and lose. And, and you know, there's several kids from those first two years that, yeah, we didn't have the record I want. And, I, and man, I wish I could do anything to change it for those kids uh, record-wise. But, man, there were some great kids I coached those first two years here and kids that I have great relationships with and, and love to death like they're one of my own kids. And so – I don't think that changes winning or losing. Uh, um, you know, kids are kids and they're great and they're fun and that's why I do this. And I think the older I get, the more I've, I value those relationships and value uh, winning. Now, I'm always, I'm always going to be about the process. And I think the process is where you find out who's worthy of being a part of the outcome. You know, and, and, if, like you do, that. and if you do the process right. the right way, 
good things are going to happen. And, you know, I'm, one thing I could say, I'm really proud of our kids. If you look at our kids, you know, in my, my four years here, I don't know how many. I can count on less than one hand how many personal foul penalties we've ever had. Um, you know, we don't do that. We don't get in trouble with referees. Um, our kids don't get in trouble at school. They know um, our kids uh, know. And, and, you know, when you got as many kids you got on a football team, if they get an unexcused tardy to class even or an unexcused absence, they have to run. We, we've had maybe two all year this year, you know, and that's out of, you know, 40, mid-40s kids, you know, going to seven classes a day. And so I'm really proud of our kids in that. They bought into that. They understand the, the expectations. And, and that was started by, you know, even though that first group went two and seven, it was started by them because they bought into that and they believed in that and they had a lot to do with this. So, so I think that's fun. And I think that that's something my wife would probably tell you I'm still – trying to do is enjoy wins more, but I think I'm getting better at that and, and getting better at, uh, you know, I tell my kids all the time, we, we try to break down every week with, Hey, proud of you. I love you. You know, it's a great day to be greenback. And so, um, you know, I say, what well, proud of you, love you. What kind of day is it? And, you know, they say it's a great day to be a greenback. And because I think that's important. And I think it's important for kids to know how much you care about them. Um, especially if you're going to coach like me, cause I know I'm, I'm, I'm passionate. I'm on our kids and, and they have to know it's because I, I believe in them, I love them, and I have their best interests in heart. And so I try to do a better job of that. I don't always do as good a job as I should have, but I think that's important. I think that's what makes Pratt such a special place and a special town is you get to develop those, and we have great kids. I mean, we really do. We have awesome kids. I, I couldn't agree any more than the way you said it there. Austin, yeah, I'm all finished up unless you got any yeah, news for Coach yeah, Holton. Coach, I, I just want to say it's, it's pretty cool hearing your story about how passionate you are with, with everything. You know, I'm a Council Grove kid, and I've heard so many stories about people who recognize what you did at Linden in your past programs, and it's like Chanute, like you've talked about tonight. Um, but, yeah, I think it's cool to see the legacy you've left, and Cody and I are very lucky to get to talk to you every Friday yeah, night and yeah. here every Wednesday. So no, um, I'm the lucky one. It's I good. like hearing it's your good. story. A lot of fun. Hey, this is your second season, winning season. This is our second season of being together. I'm not saying <laughs> I, there's I a. You're just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Right. Causation, right. correlation. Right. You know. Right. Absolutely, without question. Uh, yeah. Without question. <laughs> All right, hey, coach. I'm going to finish it on that. You know, it's a great day to be a Greenback. You said it. It That's couldn't right. be said any better than that. Cheney, Friday night. Get be over there. there. It's only a 45 minute drive. It's going to be a heck of a heck of a night. It's going to be streamed on the NFHS network. So look for the links. The Greenback. Greenback. Don't watch that. Page. Just listen to Cody and I. Exactly. And that. we might have something different. I'm going to, we're going to see, but yeah, oh. we'll see Austin. I'm going to get your input on this later, but um, okay. yeah, Cheney Friday night, oh boy. coach Holting, Austin. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck. And yes. we'll see thank everybody you. Friday night. Appreciate All right. It.